In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I am Kimberly Lewis, your host, and my goal is to make you aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends, and thoughts about leadership. We also talk about many, many business issues that leaders need to be aware of in order to lead their businesses successfully in today's global marketplace. And we have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from. And today I'm broadcasting from Prague in the Czech Republic. So what's this series about? Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from gender balance in leadership to business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to our entire series on Voice America Business. Download this series on iTunes. And when you listen to this series, you will get great leadership advice. You will hear leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that will help motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your future success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to hear about. I would love to hear from you. You can download my personal podcast on iTunes called Ponytail Talk, Global Advice from a Female CEO Pioneer. So reach out to me and tell me what you think. If you are in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. So on to today's episode. Clear communication is a leadership fundamental. Leaders need good communication in order to manage all aspects of their jobs. Good communication impacts all management transactions and poor communication is one of the biggest obstacles to maximizing success. And working on one's communication skills is a job that is never done. It begins right after you take a new leadership position and describe your vision, and it continues on throughout your whole career. No matter how well you think you're communicating, you can never do enough to keep improving your communication skills because good communication is the most important trait a leader can have. Have you ever heard an employee say something like, well, I'm not really sure what the boss wants? Well, if you have, that boss is not articulating his or her visions, priorities, and goals in a clear and concise manner. Therefore, if you want to be an effective leader, you need to learn to articulate. You need to learn to be an effective, compelling communicator. And the best leaders are first-rate communicators. Their values are clear, solid, and 
they want to promote those values through clear communication. Their teams admire them and follow their lead. They understand how to communicate in difficult situations and to difficult people. They motivate and inspire. And in today's episode, we're going to focus on the many aspects of good communication. We're going to learn about conscious communication, dealing with difficult situations and the challenges behind gender communication. And our guest today is a communication expert. Dr. Audrey Nelson is an internationally recognized trainer, keynote speaker, author, and consultant who helps organizations increase their productivity and profitability through winning communication strategies. Audrey is a published author. Her book, You Don't Say, Navigating Nonverbal Communication Between the Sexes, was published in six languages. She is also co-author of Code Switching, How to Talk So Men Will Listen, and the gender and also the gender communication handbook, Conquering Conversational Collisions Between Men and Women. For 30 years, she has trained and consulted for a wide variety of government and Fortune 500 companies in the 49 U.S. states, as well as the four continents. Her clients have included companies such as PricewaterCoopers and government agencies such as the U.S. Department of Justice and the U.S. Department of State. She holds a Ph.D. in communication, has taught at University of Colorado, Boulder, San Diego State, and Southwestern College. So, Audrey, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Kimberly. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, so am I, and thank you for taking the time. So you're an expert in communication. Now, during my career, I noticed that most issues that arise in the workplace, such as missed projects, deadlines, undelivered goods, and so on, are due to communication issues. So I've always kind of asked myself, how does this happen? Do you have any insights on that? Sure. Uh, People ask me this a lot, and... One of the things that's interesting about communication is most of us operate on automatic. Uh, People with a high emotional intelligence don't operate on automatic. And the single probably biggest mistake that people who are conscious about their communication don't make is they don't assume anything. And they they also would err more on over-communicating than under-communicating. So when when you when you say they don't assume anything, could you could uh, could you expand sure. on that a little bit? Yeah. So when I say something to you, and for example, give you a directive, I shouldn't assume, even though you say, "Oh yeah, okay, got it." Okay, do I assume you did get it? No, I don't. I go, that's great, Kimberly. Tell me, what do you think your first step will be in starting this project I just gave you? And also, do you you foresee any hurdles? So a good communicator asks questions and doesn't assume that communication is a sender-receiver and there are no barriers in between. So by asking questions, I can probe and explore that the person really get it. So I can check in on my message. 
I can also add questions like, is there any way that you think I can support or help you in this? No, no, I got it. Okay. So you, you foresee any challenges? Uh, no. Well, if that changes, let me know. So making yourself available, making it okay if they didn't get the entirety of the message. So you always want to keep that door open. Mm-hmm. So this would be probing a little bit more into the communication right. and asking them, you know, please, and reflecting back. And what about mirroring um, as far as mirroring what you think, that, you know, if somebody gives you feedback, do you mirror that back to them to make sure that you understand and they understand? Would that also be an aspect? Yeah, mirroring has many different Meanings For me, when I hear mirroring, um, mirroring is often more a nonverbal component. Mm-hmm. So if I am giving the communication and I see them wince, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, I noticed when I talked about the budget, uh, I, I, I saw you, you know, make a facial expression. I'm just checking in. Do you? How do you feel about our budget for this project? So my radar and red flags go up when I see two people communicate and nobody questions each other or explores the communication further. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a very interesting point because I think, as you said, we we usually don't do that, do we? Um, No. We assume assume the message has gotten across. Exactly. Yeah, and this kind of this kind of behavior in a leader will probably draw people to this leader more than a leader than just kind of assumes and walks away. Um, and we see this a lot. Employees draw themselves to one manager or one leader better than an, another. Why is that? Is that empathy, or is that the communication, or? Do you see any patterns between communication and being drawn or liking a leader or like following a leader or following a manager more right. than another I mean, one? Yeah, the, you know, the bottom line, what we know about leadership is that often people are attracted to leaders who are more androgynous, who blend both male and female characteristics. They are approachable. They are likable. Generally, they have a high emotional intelligence, good interpersonal skills. They're warm. These are all the kinds of descriptors, adjectives used Mm -hmm. uh, for leaders that people gravitate toward. Now, when you bring up empathy, you know, I think the role of empathy in business communication is huge. Uh, However... Some people don't champion or value those kinds of interpersonal skills when they are really some of the most important things we can do. But empathy is a challenge because we empathize with people who are most like us. No surprise. No surprise. Um, So if they're close in age, 
we were both raised in the South. Uh, we were both raised as Catholics. You know, we look for, we both like to hike. You know, the more we're alike, the more we're similar, the easier it is uh, to empathize because we've had uh, same experiences. I always say, you're from my tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can relate. You're familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and I think when all these aspects come together, then that also gives credibility, correct? And um, what is what kind of role does, what are the, you talk in your book about credibility and good communication. Could right. you talk a little bit about that? Yep, I, I, I talk about credibility a lot. I mean, it's playing even into uh, what we're doing right now. You know, I am the expert. Um, why am I the expert? Well, credibility is fascinating because I am not the expert unless you perceive me as a credible source. And credibility was really first examined by Aristotle. And I, I love the framework and the template uh, that he used, and I use it to this day. So it goes like this. Credibility, first of all, is an attributional variable. I don't walk into a room and say, hi, everybody. I'm Audrey. I'm credible. I am only credible if you perceive me as credible. And and we know this is not always the case with business leaders. You'll hear two colleagues say, whoa, isn't our new CEO, isn't he the the man, isn't he credible? To hear the other person say, are you kidding? In our department, we think he's a big joke. So credibility, like beauty, is in the eyes of the beholder. So there are three component parts of credibility. So if I have all three of these, I enhance my chances that people will perceive me as credible. And once they do perceive me as credible, then I can be persuasive. I can get them to do things. I can get them to follow me as a leader. So those three characteristics are very interesting and hold true. And as you're listening to this, think about yourself, but also think about people in your organization. Think about political leaders. So here's the first one. We have to first perceive that they are knowledgeable. And knowledgeable means, are they an expert in this area? So Mm -hmm. we would not ask, for example, the famous American Olympian boxer, um, who's no longer living, but we would have not asked Muhammad Ali to speak about child-rearing principles. If we ask him to speak about the science of boxing, what it takes to be a stellar athlete, he would be our spokesperson. Uh So it needs to be topic-specific. So we need to perceive the person is knowledgeable. Here's the second characteristic, trustworthiness. We have to believe they have no other ulterior motives. Are they trustworthy? Are they honest? 
um, we don't mm-hmm. suspect them of deception. So we need to perceive that they're trustworthy. And then the third one, which is very important, I know in my work, because most of my work is live, I'm conducting keynotes and training, is dynamism. You have to be dynamic. Mm-hmm. You have to be charismatic. And most of that comes out in your nonverbal delivery style. So these characteristics, again, are being perceived as knowledgeable, trustworthy, and dynamism. Super. And I'd like to come back to those after the break, Audrey, um, and just you know how do how do I as a leader increase my credibility with these and and how do they play into other situations? So we're going to for now we're going to take a short break. Um, thank you, Audrey. We are speaking with Audrey Nelson, PhD, international trainer, keynote speaker, author, and consultant. Audrey can be reached at her website audreynelson.com. She's on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook under Audrey Nelson, Ph.D., and you can contact her at Audrey at AudreyNelson.com, and she's available for motivational speaking and training, and I am your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO, leadership and cultural diversity expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or on my website, globalbusinesstherapy.com. And we'll kind of come back to that and look at that a little bit more, Audrey, right after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Having a lawyer in your court is always a good idea. Each week, Wagner and Winnick on the Law helps you sort out the legal issues and questions in a forum with judges, lawyers, and policy experts answering your questions and discussing your personal rights within the legal system. Law School Dean Mitchell Winnick, along with law professor Stephen Wagner, will discuss the sometimes ever-changing laws and policies to keep you in the know. Listen every Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. If you don't know the law, know a lawyer. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. If you're looking for an in-depth, thought-provoking discussion about leadership, tune in to Bernard E. Robinson's The Leadership Forum, Making an Impact Through Effective Leadership. Each program provides an intelligent, conversational experience about leadership from Bernard, his guests, and you. If you're interested in improving the quality of leadership in your organization, listen live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time for the Leadership Forum on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, one of the Voice America's business channel's fastest growing series about global leadership and business practices. Today, we are speaking with Audrey Nelson, PhD, international trainer, keynote speaker, author, and consultant. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. So, Audrey, right before the break, we, we were talking about credibility, and you talked about dynamism, knowledge, and trustworthy as three points for credibility. And I'd like to know as a leader, um, how can I use communication to increase my credibility, increase the credibility, these three points? Well, if we go back to that template of the three characteristics, let's start with being dynamic and charismatic. You know, in our country, for example, I want to use uh, a case study. Um, We have Ralph Nader. Now, he has high credibility in the knowledge department. Remember, I said it's topic specific in consumer protection. He is actually the person who gave birth in the U.S., to all kinds of consumer protection from the Ford Pinto who would catch fire to being bumped on airlines. So everybody holds him in the highest esteem and then he's the most knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Trustworthy, the guy was living in the ghetto part of Washington, D.C., Um, wearing not designer and fashionable clothing, you know, driving a 20-plus-year-old automobile. So he certainly had the knowledge. He certainly had the trustworthy. He he has never been suspected of anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we look at charisma, Ralph Nader comes off kind of flat. Yes, that's true. He is not dynamic. He is not exciting. So how how does somebody portray that? Well, it really helps if you believe in what you're saying and if you feel a passion for it. I know with myself being involved in gender issues for over three decades and being an advocate for women in the workplace and equity and leadership for women. I believe in that. I, I strongly this hold the opinion uh, that, that women need fair and better treatment in the workplace mm-hmm. because I really believe that it mm-hmm. comes out that passion, that commitment, dedication. So varying your nonverbals, and anybody can hire a speech coach. 
to be more dynamic. It's almost like learning how to do theater. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm just the uh, company manager. Well, you're addressing your Monday morning staff at your routine meetings. You need to show that passion. It needs to come out in your nonverbal delivery. You cannot sound flat mm-hmm. or that this is uh, mediocre. Um, I always say as exciting as cement. You know, you, you just <laughs> really uh, need to show that commitment. You know, knowledge, it, it's important that people know what your area of expertise is. Now, for example, today, Kimberly, you introducing me mm-hmm. helped build my credibility in the knowledge department of communication. And there aren't many people that have all three degrees in that area. And I also have postdoctoral work. I I basically, I believe everything comes down to communication. I believe Mm -hmm. your overall success at home and at work has to do with your ability to communicate. Good leaders are not poor communicators. They are stellar communicators. And, and so that's, having that knowledge. And then, yeah. you know, the trustworthy people have to know that you don't have ulterior motives, uh, that you're honest in your motivation. Um, and, you know, I tell people, you know, people are not stupid. They perceive these things. Oh, we know why he's an advocate for this, because he stands to gain a promotion from it. Well, boom, that's a hit against your credibility. So I tell people you're much more transparent than you know. Do people get fooled sometimes? Of course they do. Um, You know, anybody who plays poker knows that you can be fooled. We look at case studies like Bernie Madoff, who certainly fooled a lot of smart people for a long time um, in their financial investments. So, but generally, people can see through those things. And that's generally, when, when I'm listening to you, that's generally because of the communication, the way they communicate, you know, the, way, the way they express themselves. And if they're, people can see through that because of communication, and that is why communication is so critical for credibility and is so critical as supporting these three pillars of knowledge, trustworthiness, and charisma. And that's that's very excellent points, Audrey. Um, really interesting. I do have a question for you. So we're talking about this, and we're talking about these three pillars of credibility. But even sometimes in in the best leaders, I, I quite often see it. You know, they fall off the communication truck, as you would say, in difficult situations and with difficult people. And it's not just with leaders, but it's with us with human beings when we're in difficult situations and and have deal with difficult people we have a difficulty with communication do you how, how do you see that and why is that well here's here's how the world works i think <laughs> and this is this is not only the business world but this is our personal life where there are people there will be conflict 
and difficult people. So there's this myth out there that harmony is normal. That's not true. Harmony is not normal. So any effective leader knows there will be challenges. They will always have someone and maybe a few difficult people. And the issue becomes, and when I conduct training in conflict management and dealing with difficult people, people show up and they go, okay, you're going to give me the magic bullet on how I can fix these people. Uh, There is no magic bullet. And I begin the program by saying, this program is about you, not about them. And then I usually get, well, I'm not the challenging person um, who makes my life miserable at work. You know, he's waiting for me when I return. It's the other person. So what you do have control over is yourself. And I always begin with this premise. You have choices when you're dealing with difficult people. And there are many different difficult types. I know in most workplaces and in most our respective lives, we will always encounter a bully or two, maybe even more than that. And there are different techniques for dealing with a bully than there are some other different difficult types. And behaviors like passive-aggressive behavior, the backstabber, uh, many of us deal with the know-it-all, whatever you say, they know more. Uh, They try to actually, uh, the know-it-all tries to pull the rug out from underneath your credibility. But when we deal with difficult people, sometimes we get these psychological blinders and we start to think we're limited in our choices. So you always have choices on how to deal with them. The first thing I tell people to do is start experimenting. So if in the past you've always responded to this person by acquiescing, going along with their demands, do something different. This time you may want to say, uh, stand up to them and say, I have a different idea. And I always tell people, start behaving in different ways to see the reactions you get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, very, that, that's a really good tip because I can see how that would work. And let me ask you, so I'm dealing with a difficult person, and I react differently to them. Um, How can I avoid contributing to the success of this person? Yeah, I mean, often we are the ones, you know, promoting their difficult behavior. Mm -hmm. And let me give you a few examples. And I guess, again, the bully is standing out to me just because that seems to be the most pervasive one that is the most disturbing for people. So often what we do is we give in and we give up. Yeah. And and we, we do behaviors that the bully wants. They're looking for that payoff. So when they raise their voice, they go, okay, Jim, whatever you say, yeah, we'll just go with your proposal. Bingo, I got them again. 
I just raise my voice. She acquiesces and cowers to me. No, next time, stand your ground. May feel a little uncomfortable, but say, I have a different idea. So you, you, again, you have to go back to that experimenting, but giving in and, and here's another big one. And I also see this in, you know, workplace harassment and, and sexual harassment is you'll see people go along to get along. So the bully might, for example, humiliate somebody at the meeting. Everybody laughs, you laugh too. You know, well, you're yeah. perpetuating the behavior. Yeah, yeah, supporting the behavior. I can see that going along to get along, right? Yeah. And this, this, what, what, what? Another interesting observation I've had, and I, I'd like to ask you about this. So we've been talking about all this behavior with verbal communication, actually in person, and now we have, you know, the first wave of millennials and, and we have Generation Z, okay, and everything is on, you know, SMSs and texts and, and people are not talking to each other anymore. So, right. you, know, you know, how do you deal with, we're sure. talking about good communication on that. Right. Uh, Kimberly, great question. I love it when people ask me this. And just so you know, I have... Uh, all those social media. <laughs> I am on Twitter. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn. And quite frankly, I let my assistant and I blog. I blog for Psychology Today. And I'm happy to do all of those things. It promotes my business. Uh, believe me, I'm sending less stuff FedEx uh, because we can do everything online, right? We all have a website right. on Facebook. Here becomes the problem. And, and, and it's the reason why, and this is one of my most requested topics for keynotes and training, the art of conscious communication, a talent for a technical age. Mm-hmm. So people are doing less and less face-to-face. And I get it. I am not trashing social media. However, if we just rely on that, and I know people who do conflict management through email, if we just rely on social media and email, we're going to be in trouble. But the big thing is the majority of the meaning of a message doesn't come so much for the from words, it comes from the nonverbal element. How did we say it? What was mm-hmm. the intensity? Was there a pause when I said we were over budget? Oh gosh, that must mean they're really angry about it. It also leaves us open to interpretation. And, uh, uh, you know, another problem I have when I go back and forth in an email, I, go, I pick up the phone. Because right. a conversation can nail it, you know, in a couple of minutes rather than this back and forth. Yeah, I, I that's true. That's absolutely true. Sometimes that makes me crazy with this back and forth, 15 emails, and you right. really don't get a resolution. And, and Kimberly, let me, let me add one other thing. Particularly in email, even neutral emails will be perceived negatively. Right. Yeah. And this is one of the rules I have, which is always put one nice accolade, like thanks, 
or Mm -hmm. have a good weekend. So they know you're not perturbed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's really interesting. That's one of my favorite questions, Audrey. But we're going to take another break. And um, when we come back, I want to maybe go into that a little bit. And I want to talk about gender communication when we get back. Okay. My favorite. So um, say we to our audience, uh, listeners, we are talking with Audrey Nelson, PhD, international trainer, keynote speaker, and author and consultant. You can get in touch with Audrey at AudreyNelson.com, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook at Audrey Nelson PhD, and contact her by email at Audrey at AudreyNelson.com. And I am your host, Kimberly Lewis. You can contact me with questions and comments at Leadership Beyond Borders at Gmail or on LinkedIn, Facebook, or on my website, globalbusinesstherapy.com. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk to Audrey about gender communication. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, the Voice America's business channel's fastest growing series for 
learning about global leadership and business issues. We are talking with Audrey Nelson, PhD, international trainer, keynote speaker, and author and consultant. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. So, Audrey, we when we before the break, we were talking about you know not communicating face to face and how everything in social social everything is social media and emails today. But one of the things that really is I am passionate about is communication, gender communication. And there seems to be always communication issues between men and women. And I'd like to hear what you have to say about what drives these communication issues. Why, why do we sometimes, why can't we communicate with each other? Well, first of all, uh, I, I want to begin with a, a few overall statements. When we talk about gender communication, any binary concept, male, female, you know, black, white, good, bad, right, wrong, uh, that's, those are the traps that we fall into. So I like to view gender as on a continuum. And a second way I like to view gender styles is that the concept of androgyny, which is the combination of a masculine and feminine style. Incidentally, that style, androgynous uh, communication style, is a very characteristic of effective leaders. They know how to do the feminine. They know how to be empathetic, which tends to be more of a feminine skill. They tend to be other-oriented, which is also feminine, but they can also take a stand. They can be assertive. They can drive their point. That also tends to be uh, more masculine. Now, some people say, oh, my God, just you even saying that, aren't you perpetuating uh, stereotypes? Well, linguists and also people in the study of nonverbal communication – which is the topic entirely of my first book, You Don't Say, would all agree that there are patterns that exist between men and women. And I know, for example, using myself, I incorporate my feminine characteristics, but I have a very strong masculine style. Uh, I am first born. I have run, been an entrepreneur and run my own business for over three decades. So I have many male characteristics. If I didn't, my business would not be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have to incor- incorporate the feminine. So men and women, their style tends to be different. Uh, we know, for example, some of the patterns can really cause conflict. We, we have a saying for women getting a seat at the table. And sometimes it becomes a chicken and an egg issue. So she's at the table. She is beginning, and she is the expert on the topic. She is beginning to make her point, and she's interrupted. And I might add that she's not just interrupted by men. She is sometimes also interrupted by other women. 
she doesn't get to finish her point. Well, some people say, well, heck, she should be more assertive. And mm-hmm. and I teach that in my training. I instruct women and give them guidelines on how to get the floor back and be heard. But this is a common pattern. Let, let me give you a second example. And I've heard these for 30 years. Um, a, a, a second common pattern is a woman will say something in a meeting and it's ho-hum and people go along 10 minutes later. A man says the same idea and everybody's yeah. reaction to that is the best thing since baked bread. <laughs> and I, I tell women how to circle back and get acknowledgement for that. And quite frankly, Kimberly, it relates to everything we're talking about, credibility. Mm-hmm. A man and a woman can say the identical thing, but he will be perceived as more credible by both men and women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, I've, I've read that's that. Very that's very common. Yeah, that's very, very common. And um, I'd like to... You've talked about, you know, switching back and having both the, the masculine and the feminine. Right. Um, I think qualities. that's the answer. I think that's right. the answer. Is this what, it, could you just explain um, I, about code switching is? Is that code sure. switching? Yeah. So there are many terms that have been used. Um, I got feedback from my first publishers at Prentice Hall that they thought androgyny, I needed to dumb it down a little bit, make it more accessible to the lay public. So we've come up with other nifty terms. Code switching is a linguistic term that means um, someone who can switch back and forth to cultures. Kimberly, it's what you and I do when we travel, for example. You know, you're coming from Prague, I was born of a Belgium mother. I was born in Belgium. I travel a lot. And I tell I always tell people, look, when I go to France and if I speak a little French, because I want to make sure I'm going to get the meal that I want, does it mean I become French? No. It means I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to communicate. I'm adopting their norms and cultural patterns because I'm in that culture. So so women and men who can be androgynous and code switch are much more successful because they create identification with the opposite sex. And it also helps in persuasive adventures. So it's a synergistic combination. And I can switch in a nanosecond. I can be empathetic and boom, go right to, (laughs) we need to make that deadline. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. So Mm -hmm. I can say something assertive and be adamant. Um, And and you know what's fascinating to me, Kimberly? You know, and I had it happen to me yesterday when I went to do a demo video, and the videographer said, oh, I could tell right away because of your presence Mm -hmm. that you have no problem being assertive. And it's very interesting to me because would he have said that to a man? 
Yeah, that's interesting too. Probably not. If I've, my experience shows, but my experience also, everything you're saying, and I'm hoping some of our listeners out there, both men and women, can can see this and probably have experienced this because it right. happens every single day. And we do have, um, Audrey, we have a lot of listeners, both men and women from all over the world. And as we get to the end of this broadcast, I'd, I'd like to ask you as the communication expert, if you had three things that you could tell leaders that are the most important things to ensure that they communicate effectively. We've covered a lot today. Um, it's been abs- it's super information, a lot of tips, but if you had to conclude with three things that leaders would have to do, what would they be? All right. I, I believe this is a part of conscious communication. So here's the first one. Be self-aware. And I know for myself, for example, I am more an extrovert. I'm pretty charismatic. And I'm even talking in my interpersonal, in my personal life, among my women friends and our neighbors and family. I can take over. And I try to self-monitor. So what's self-monitor? Okay, I'm talking too much. All right, I just made that point, and I saw a few people grimace. I think I'll backpedal, and I'll clarify it and come in the back door on that. I need to ease up a little bit. Self-monitor. Look at people. How am I coming off? The the second one is um, making adjustments. So... I monitor, I'm aware of how I'm coming off, and now I need to make adjustments, just like the example I gave. Um, And adjustments include, particularly from a leadership position, wow, I've heard from five of my staff today, but one of them is being unusually quiet. I need to pull them in. And then third... I would say seek feedback. You know, I'm a big fan of 360 feedback. Ask people, you know, how did I do? And ask people who will tell you the truth, not your friends who are going to tell you what you (laughs) want to hear, but say, I want you to be critical. How could I have been more effective? How could I have enhanced my message? So I believe those three are the most critical. Well, that, that is, those are fantastic tips for our listeners. Self, I, I'm really interested in the self-monitor because I don't think, I don't think we do that a lot. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. teach that in your, you, do you teach people oh, yeah. that in your training classes? Oh, yeah. yes. You know okay. what I always say, Kimberly, when I do a training session, I go, look, my goal is when you walk out of here today, you are so self-conscious. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's super. So this has been absolutely a fantastic uh, um, recording and broadcast today, Audrey. I really, really like to thank you so much. Um, you really are welcome. You know, in, you know, but you you have a credibility and knowledge, charisma, and everything. So it was really fantastic. So for our listeners, we've been talking to Audrey Nelson, PhD, international trainer, keynote speaker, author, and consultant. She's the author of You Don't Say, 
Navigating Nonverbal Communication Between the Sexes and the co-author of Code Switching. We just learned what that is. How to Talk So Men Will Listen and also co-author of the Gender Communication Handbook, Conquering Conversational Collisions Between Men and Women. And you can find her books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and any major bookstore or portal. She is available for consulting and training, so please contact her at her website, audreynelson.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Audrey Nelson PhD, or by email, audrey at Audrey Nelson. So thank you so much for joining us, Audrey. You're welcome. It was fun, Kimberly. It it was fun. So now we've heard today um, how important good communication is. And it is just not in business, but it's in everyday life, as Audrey says. In the business world as leaders, what we need to remember is good communication is not only important for the daily operation of the company, but also it affects sales and profitability. With good communication, the internal and external structure of the without good communication, the internal and external structure of the business could face numerous challenges. And what is important for your listeners is that it's not just about big businesses. It's not just about leaders who have 5,000 employees. It's also about local businesses. It doesn't matter if you have five or 5,000 employees if you ha- need to have good communication as a leader. Now, over the last weeks, I've heard from some of our listeners who've been sending me some great emails, and I'd really like to hear from you. And recently, we've gotten some emails that appreciate our spectrum on international business issues that we've been talking about, but we've also received a few emails asking us about leadership in local businesses or family businesses. So what I've decided to do is on next week's episode, I'd like to, I'm going to be speaking with a local family business and run by a woman. And we're going to talking about what leadership looks like in a small local business. Now, once again, you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. It's a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. If you'd like to contact me, your host, Kimberly Lewis, please send me an email at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website, globalbusinesstherapy.com. Please reach out to me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And I'm, av- I'm available for motivational and informational speaking on a variety of subjects, so contact me. So just like every week, I'm going to give you my leadership word for the day, and my leadership word for today is communication. And goodbye for this week, and once again, thank you, Audrey. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.